I think that's such an important distinction. If you look at your list of family values, you know, is appearance at all one of them? If it's not, let's not fight that fight. It's not worth it. And I know that can be hard, though, as a parent, because you kind of want to. <laughs> are, you, are you sure about <laughs> Are you sure about that decision? Um, but I think that's really smart. We want to save those kinds of deeper, harder, more challenging conversations with our kids for things that really, really matter to us and let the other stuff go. Welcome to Raising Adults, the groundbreaking parenting podcast that starts with the end in mind. We're your co-hosts, Dina Thayer and Kira Dorian. We created future-focused parenting to take families from surviving to thriving. So join us as we help you stop raising kids and start raising adults. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Raising Adults. We are so happy to have you with us. Thank you for joining us in the laundry room slash coat closet every week. We are so grateful to be here with you. And if you are new to the show, welcome to the Future Focused Parenting family. We're very happy to have you here, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. It's a good one. We're going to talk about body modification today, which seems like a kind of adult topic for kids. But actually, if you think about like ear piercing is a body modification, uh, nose piercing, tattooing, uh, maybe even plastic surgery. There's a lot of different ways that actually sometimes kids end up engaging with body modification at even a younger age. Rhea just got her ears pierced (laughs) literally like days ago. So it's a good one to talk about. Like how do we make these decisions as parents and, and how do we encourage our kids to think critically about them. But before we dive into that, I have to say hi to my co-host, Dina. How's the coat closet today? It's great today. (laughs) I'm great. I feel like that was all of 2020 where you're like convincing yourself, like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. fine. (laughs) Nothing nothing messed up here. Nope. All's well. So you have not told us your August resolution. Do you want to share what you're working on this month? So true. And it is a doozy. Okay. Mm. So how many of you out there have ever caught yourself? You're in a situation and it is very easy to find. Maybe it's a great situation. It's very easy to find the one problem. You're like, oh, but that's Mm -hmm. annoying. Mm -hmm. I have decided for August, I'm going to catch that. And I'm going for the GR. I'm a word nerd. I'm going to catch my grumbling and replace it with gratitude. And that what you did there. <laughs> is not going to be easy for me because I am the queen of finding the ish. So I, and I can admit that like it's, it's an area I'm working on, but I can even be having a great experience, like say at a restaurant, but I will feel maybe the server is coming to check on me too frequently. And I'm thinking, can they just, you know, not ask how everything is for 30 seconds instead Mm. of, wow, I'm so thankful to have such an attentive server who really cares about customer service and wants to make sure I'm having an enjoyable time. I (laughs) am not programmed this way. You guys, you see how fake it even sounded right there. I mean, I'm really going to have to, it's a, this is, this is an effort, but that's the deal for me working on catching the grumbling, catch it, stop it, switch it to gratitude. It's so interesting. You must have a very rich internal life because I feel like externally, I never see, I see the opposite of that. Ah! You're one of the most positive people I know. You're always like, well, you know, the good part was, or the silver lining was. In fact, it's like noticeable when I hang out with you. So again, what's happening internally, I don't know. But externally, I would never have known that about you. So that's really interesting. Well, thank you for saying that. It means some of my earlier work is 
paying off. <laughs> it is. And I love that you managed to make it a word thing. I'm going to turn the grumbling into gratitude. Yeah. If you're new if you're new to the show, Dina is the word nerd of our show and does stuff like that all the time. It's pretty impressive and often like on the fly, like with no preparation whatsoever. So, thank you Dina for bringing joy and word nerdiness to our show. I am happy to oblige. Excellent. Should we talk about body modification? Let's. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> All right. We have to start with, do you have body modifications? I do. I do. What I do. Your body, are you happy to share? Yes. I have a navel piercing and <gasps> I have two holes in each ear. Okay. So you have piercings. Yes. Okay. Interesting. But I do not have tattoos and there is a why for that. My why is I want the ability to decide to be all done. Mm, and since tattoos are permanent i just knew that was never for me i see and the permanent holes of piercings are okay because like you could just not wear the earrings absolutely and and body piercings in general once you don't have body jewelry in they will close and i've had i've done that so i can i can attest because i took my navel piercing out during both of my pregnancies and it closed and it had to be re-pierced okay but to me once i have an audi Navel piercing, not a cute look. So when the, when, when the belly button pops, you're like, nope, got to move on. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I have I have a hole in each ear. I have a nose hole, but I don't use it anymore. But I do still have a dot from it. Like, if you look closely, you can see I had oh, a nose piercing for okay. a while. Okay. There's residual. Okay. I'm tempted to bring my nose piercing back, but I feel like I'm too old now. And now I'm going to look like someone who's trying to remember what it was like to be 20. Oh. So I've ummed and odd. And Dave never liked it. So there's oh, that too. he wasn't a fan. Okay. No. But I also have two tattoos. And I have one tattoo that I love and one tattoo that I regret. Ah. As so many of us do. <laughs> <laughs> and just fun fact, um, Jews are not supposed to be pierced or tattooed um, because you're supposed to go back into the ground the way you came into the earth. So technically, pierced ears tattoos, anything like that, you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery, which is fine because, you know, I'm kind of Jew-ish. Um, <laughs> but, but the tattooing is because of the Holocaust, which I know we're going to talk about in a bit. So Jews are not supposed to be tattooed because the Germans tattooed numbers onto mm-hmm. Jewish people's arms in the death camps. And so it's just kind of seen as, you know, bad form, I guess. Um, but there are a lot of Jews, including myself, who actually see it almost like a reclaiming of that's that's my choice to make and I'm going to reclaim the tattoo. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes we then tattoo with Hebrew lettering. Mm -hmm. So I do have one, one of my tattoos is a Hebrew word. Sadly, it's the one I regret, (laughs) Um, but there we are. So yeah, but I know you have a kiddo with quite a few of the things. I do. So let's talk about why's like as a parent, you know, what was your why when it came to talking with your kids about this? Well, I have a why that really crosses over with whys I've shared before, which is I really care about character and I really, not always successfully, but I really work to let go of external and appearance things. I do not in our home, I don't choose those as hills to die on and never have. So I had always gone into parenting. Like I don't, the pink hair isn't going to stress me out. The piercing isn't going to stress me out. You know what I'm going to go after is a kind, hardworking, you know, all that stuff. So that, that really was my why for how I approached this. That being said, I also am a 
principled person, which won't surprise anyone who's been listening for any length of time. So I did really care about things like not going in around the rules or the legality. And, you know, and also I felt like that was a safety thing. You know, if you're young and you found someone to tattoo you, they're probably not licensed. It might be not safe or hygienic, you know, all of that. So Mm -hmm. I did have some of those basic boundaries, but in general, because to me, this wasn't like a big character thing. It was never going to be where I was like, absolutely not young lady, you know, (laughs) just, just no. Yeah. So does that make sense? Oh, like yeah. No, super... totally. I mean, you shared that before. And I think that's such yeah. an important distinction. If you look at your list of family values, you know, is appearance at all one of them? If it's not, let's not fight that fight. It's not worth it. So I think that's really smart. And I know that can be hard, though, as a parent, because you kind of want to. Sure. Oh, <laughs> you, oh yeah, 100%. Are you sure about it? Are you sure about that decision? Um, but I think that's really smart. We want to save those kinds of deeper, harder, more challenging conversations with our kids for things that really, really matter to us and let the other stuff go. And we've talked yeah. about why, right? Because when we do that, they feel like we're not on them about everything. They feel yes. like there's so many places where we've given freedom that they're more willing to listen to those times that we step in and go, huh, actually. Um, I to speak to you about that. Yeah. yeah. When they have yeah. latitude in other areas. That's exactly it. Exactly. What about you? Well, I think I'm pretty aligned with you on this. I mean, I I feel like oftentimes these are just forms of self-expression or a form of exploration of who I am. And I really want my kids to feel free to do that. And I think that we live in such an appearance-based culture. I really want to kind of try and fight the good fight on that. Like we talk all the time about who we are on the inside and I'm not going to model well for them that what I really care about is who you are and what we really should be looking at is who people are if I'm on them all the time about how they look. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm careful. I mean, even with things like I'm, I very rarely pick out something for them to wear. Most of the time I let them pick what they're going to wear. Um, and I think like, you know, once a year for like Santa photos, not even Santa photos, they've worn like boots and <laughs> like dirty T-shirts to that before. But every so often if we go to the theater, sometimes I'm like, can you please wear something nice? Because that matches a value system for me, right? Yes. So, you know, things like that. I just try and and let them explore who they are. And part of how they do that is is their appearance. However, when it comes to, I think, some of the permanent things like you were saying where like you don't get to walk away from that you don't get to say I'm all done with that the why for me is just giving them the critical thinking skills to at least try and think through how they're going to feel if they make a permanent choice that can't be undone because I did right um and so I at least want to make sure just for my own so I can sleep at night I want to make sure we've at least had that conversation so that they can kind of draw on my experience but I still would be supportive if they were like, yeah, I totally want this giant Winnie the Pooh tattoo across my back. <laughs> um, okay, you 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 go get that. <laughs> so I, I don't know that I really answered the question, but I guess no, that's, you did. that's my why. That, I, you, and you had a multi-layered why, which was really impressive. It's, you also really segued into my main point. I don't have oh, much good. to say on this because I have chosen to kind of take a back seat and let, let my kids decide how they're going to handle this. And... Sienna wouldn't mind that I said, I mean, Sienna's the one she's got five tattoos and has already had two body piercings and she has multiple ear piercings. And I, I have sat back on this, but what I want to segue off of what you just said is the critical thinking piece. There was no better use of my time when Sienna was considering her first tattoo than spending time asking her a lot of questions about 
her thought process around it, her philosophy of even why, why tattoos in the first place, why this one, her thinking around how will she handle it out in the world? Because the truth is the, not every setting is tattoo friendly and I'm not making an ethical judgment on that. I'm just saying factually that is true. And she has already experienced that and all of her tattoos are visible And that's also on purpose. She said, I'll never get a tattoo on my back because they're for me to enjoy. I want to be able to see them all. Mm. And I I loved that. That was one of the questions I asked her about placement. You know, where? Why? Which one? What does it mean to you? Does it matter if your tattoo means something? Some people will just get whatever they think is cute. Sienna's very much, it, it has to have a meaning attached to it. So I could see that she'd really thought that through. But parents, if you have a child considering a piercing that you're okay with, uh, they're of age and they're going to get a tattoo. I think asking about those things is important. Also, hey, if it's on your arm, what will you do at a job interview? Mm-hmm. I mean, you do have to ask those kinds of things because maybe they're going to go in in long sleeves and be really warm. <laughs> and maybe not. Maybe they're going to be out there with that, but but then have not get the second interview. I mean, there's mm-hmm. things to consider. So I'm saying this in a very roundabout and inefficient way today. Yay! But, Welcome to my world. <laughs> but I I guess the overarching theme is communicate first. And and don't be afraid. It, it doesn't mean you're saying you you can't get it. Right. But I think it's okay to say, hey, can I talk to you about that? And just hear your thinking around it. And you know, what are you gonna I think those kind that was a good use of my time. And I will tell you, I was so impressed with Sienna's answers, even about things like, well, no, I want to see it. And here's why this, and here's what it means to me. And all my tattoos will have meaning. I was so impressed with the thought she had put into it that I actually drove her across state lines so she could get one before she was 18. Because I saw, okay, you know what? You've done the thinking and I'm proud of the young adult you're becoming and you're not old enough where we live. So I'm going to take you where you are old enough and I will be your parent and guardian with your birth certificate who says I'm giving permission for the 17 year old to get a tattoo. So I, and I, and I, I get it. Like I might get hate mail now. I know that's not for everyone, but info at (laughs) futurefocusedparenting.com. Or Dina at, you know, just come right at me. That's fine. But but really, for me, it was about saying, wow, I see the critical thinking. I see yeah. the decision making. And I'm going to honor that and just support you. I didn't pay for it, by the way. All her tattoos have been on her own dime. Yeah. But I did say, yep, I'll help. I'll help make that happen for you. Well, and I bet a lot of the questions you were asking, even if she already had some of the answers, helped her flesh out how she felt about it and helped her get to that spot. And that's, as a parent, so much of what we want to do is just give our kids some of the questions they might not be thinking to ask of themselves or of, you know, the situation. And so I think that's great that you handled that the way you did. Yes. I, I, I appreciate you saying that. I'm, I'm, I'm not sorry about it at all. And, and even now, sometimes if we go somewhere and she's all tattoos out, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking about it. But I have to remember, you know what? That's her body. She's made those decisions. And it's really a great exercise in shutting my parental trap sometimes. I mean, really, I I, I, I totally support her. But I notice I have my own baggage even sometimes around it, if that makes sense. And so it's, oh, been, yeah. it's been kind of a great, great exercise for me. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I think one of the reasons this is such a trigger for parents is that we don't want our kids to have regrets 
whether it's I regret the tattoo or I regret how it affected me out in public or I regret, you know, the way that it makes me feel when people look at it this way or judge me this way or that. And, you know, it's just like you said, to a certain extent, we guys got to keep our mouths shut. Like our kids are going to have regrets. They might not regret any of their modification decisions. Um, and we kind of have to figure out how to let them do that and not be afraid to go, okay, good luck with that, <laughs> you know? Well, and sometimes regrets are important. I mean, yeah. you learn things from your regrets. I mean, yes, they're a bummer, but mm-hmm. I think sometimes they're a good teacher. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. Sometimes they're the best teacher, definitely. Well, I, I'm going to share my story of my tattoos because it kind of informs my thinking around this with my Yes, kids. you should, because I know you mm-hmm. also have another caution for us to be thinking about. That's so I important. Do. So I got my first tattoo at 16. I had a fake ID. <laughs> I did not tell my parents I was going to get one, which is funny because I totally could have told them and they would have been like, okay, because <laughs> they were not <laughs> strict at all, which is probably why I didn't tell them. I probably didn't even feel like I needed to, if that mm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but my friend and I went and we got fake IDs and we went to go get tattoos. And kind of like you just said, we went to a place who really took advantage of the fact that we clearly had fake IDs and um, gave us really bad tattoos. And so I had been wanting one for a couple of years. And I had actually – so this first one that I have is on my ankle. It's a treble clef, which is a music note. And um, – I had been drawing it on my ankle for years, like two years. I was drawing it because I wanted to make sure I was going to still like it. And so I figured if I draw it for a year or two and I still like it every day, then chances are I'm still going to like it. And this is the one I don't regret. I love this tattoo. But when I was 19, I decided I wanted to get it cleaned up so that it actually looked like a decent real tattoo and not like something that somebody with a fake ID got. And so I went to say, like, you know, how much would it be to get it fixed? And they said, well, it's going to cost you as much as getting a new tattoo. You might as well just get a new tattoo and then I'll fix that one for free. And I'm 19. I'm like, Mm. okay. And I'd had an idea for one. And so this is the horror story. You're going to laugh. So I decide I'm going to get a Hebrew word on my back. So my Hebrew name is Chaya, which means life. And so Chai um, is the, it means life and it's a, a very popular symbol in Judaism. And so I decide I'm going to get the word Chai on my back, which is two Hebrew letters next to each other. And so on a whim, you know, I'm like, great, I want this. And I like showed them a picture, you know, I kind of drew it out for them and said, can you sketch something? And they said, sure. And so they sketched this thing and I'm like, great, that's great. And they're like, where do you want it? I'm like, "Mm, on my back. Okay, where on your back? I'm like, "Mm." and I had this tank top. You know, you're never going to believe this. It's so awful. I'm 19, right? I had a tank top and I had two of them. And I was like, oh, I wear this shirt all the time. I'll make it so that it fits right in the hole between the strap and the bottom of the shirt. (laughs) I mean, like, what? (laughs) I'm in New York, you know, I'm on my own. So I get this tattoo and I call my parents and my mom is like horrified, horrified. You did what? She's like, you have branded yourself as a Jew. Everywhere you walk, people will know that you're Jewish and you're a target and this, that and the other. And of course, I'm 19. I have no concept of what it really means to be a Jewish person in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And now as a parent, I'm like, oh my gosh, I get it. I totally get it, especially with everything that's happening in the world right now. So I get this tattoo and pretty quickly realize that actually my mom's right and have to start covering it up. 
<laughs> like on a plane. Like I don't, I cover it up on planes, you know, stuff like that. Also, by the way, as an actor, having a tattoo on your back, mm, not amazing. Um, <laughs> so I had to buy like special stuff to cover it up. So, and this is going to shock you, but I stopped wearing that tank top after a while. No and way. Actually, no way. Seriously way. And it is in a weird spot on my back. <laughs> like, really weird. So all of that rabbit trail of the day is to say that sometimes as children, we make dumb decisions that are permanent and can't be undone. And then we have to live with the regret. So when it comes to my kids, whilst I appreciate they might end up making that same decision, and I'm not going to try and like vehemently stop them from making it, it is a story worth telling about like yes. how important it is to think critically. Like my first tattoo, I did. Two years I drew that thing on my leg to make sure mm -hmm. I liked it. And then I was like, on a whim, <laughs> I know, I'll get another one. And that maybe that's not the best decision to be making. So that's kind of where I'm at with it with my kids. What I will say, and I will caution, and this is just because this happened once, but I think this goes well beyond the experience that I had with it, is if you're going to get a tattoo, do consider doing some research on ways in which it may be inappropriate for you to get that tattoo. Think about things like cultural appropriation. It is not appropriate to get um, a tattoo in another language that you have no connection to or another culture that you have no connection to. So we had a, a friend of ours who got a tattoo in Hebrew on their wrist. Please don't ever get a tattoo in Hebrew on your wrist because it is the wrist where the Germans uh, tattooed the Jews and all the other people who were in camps. So it is incredibly culturally offensive when I see the Hebrew, a Hebrew word on someone's wrist. Unless you are Jewish, in which case, of course, that is your right to do so. But it's a great example of something that, like, if you want to get a tattoo, let's do a little bit of research. Let's make sure that we understand that it's spelled correctly. <laughs> you know, like, all of those yes. things. Just to be really sensitive to, you're walking around the world saying something with your tattoo. Let's make sure it's not going to be hurtful or offensive. Mm -hmm. That's all I have to that say is, about that. I'm going to shut up now. sage advice. Yes, I even think, I mean, I kind of feel strongly, even with just language in general, like, really, you should at least speak the language, have some, and not just throw a cute Chinese character on your ankle because you think it's trendy, you know, that, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think there's a, a tendency toward that. Like, one of Sienna's tattoos is in Latin. It actually was her first one. And, but Sienna studied Latin for 10 years and has a very deep and special connection to Latin. And I, that to me felt very different than the scenario I just described that, that is different. So yeah. there's, Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I just think there's, there's room, there's room for caution and a lot of thought and also making sure you have the resources because one of the reasons Sienna got you, I think some, this happens to a lot of people. You get a tattoo. It's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. and you like want another one and mm -hmm. it's almost kind of addicting like oh I'll just get another one another one and I have all these fun ideas then you quickly realize how that adds up too and so mm -hmm. if you're a poor college student you go oh my um, my my money ran out before my ink and I <laughs> so it's it's really great budgeting life lesson too which is another reason it's great if you're a parent and you can and feel comfortable sitting back to let them go oh wow mm. I I'm out of my dining room money and 
can't eat my tattoo. (laughs) I can't go buy groceries because I got a new tattoo. Yeah. It's a valuable lesson. Also, quality matters. I, I am happy to say that's another great lesson that I've been able to just watch from the sidelines while my person went to maybe a less than reputable place <laughs> and then it didn't go well and that piercing is now gone so then it represents kind of a waste of money mm-hmm. because she had to take it out it didn't like her so i think that's really good i also am a big fan of try before you buy i love that you drew yours on that's awesome i mean that's 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 not actually a terrible idea i mean if if you're not afraid of ink poisoning and <laughs> I, but I mean, there are even companies. Where yeah, they you make can, the fake one for you. Yeah, you can, mm-hmm. and 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 it can be your own design, and then it's temporary. But you can really try it and get an idea of the placement. And do you like it? And there's ones that last quite a while. Like I know Inkbox is one where they they last a good while, and you can do freehand. You can submit your own design. You know, try it out. And you can Make do that sure. with piercings too, right? Go get, I know this sounds silly, but like. The magnetic ones? Or, the, or even just like the little fake ones that kids yeah. use, you know, and yeah. put it put it on your nose or, you know, run it up your ear so that you can kind of see how it looks and, you know, wear it for a couple of days and, and encourage them to like just really get a sense of what it's going to look like. It's just rehearsing. It's basically what we say all the time, like give them an opportunity to rehearse this thing before yes. it becomes a permanent part of their body. Right. Because some of this stuff really is forever. Maybe not the jewelry in a piercing, but often the hole is forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my nose is ink, forever. The holy. ink and the hole are forever. That's how do you feel? Dirty, but I didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we have made this podcast clean, Dina. I have worked I know. hard. I'm so sorry. Hard. Don't undermine it. it. Um, how do you feel about like plastic surgery? I mean, while we're on the topic of body modification. Like for, I mean, I know it would be very rare for a kid to probably get plastic surgery, but even if they're talking about it, like how would you, or maybe your kids did, like how would you engage with that conversation if they're like, oh, I just really want to fix my nose or my boobs are too small or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. It's, that's a hard one for me because I'll be honest here. I'm less of a fan of this and here's why it's a risk benefit ratio. So changing appearance with ink or a piercing is very different than, hey, I need to actually be put to sleep. Now I'm looking at anesthesia risks, infection risk. I If you could hurt your health by trying to change your appearance, I struggle a little bit with that. And it's actually even for myself. I've always told my kids I won't go you know, get a boob job, for example, because I'm not going to risk dying mm-hmm. and you not having a mom so that I like my chest better or whatever. I mean, that's just a silly example, but mm-hmm. it's it, but it's real to me. So I think the way I would engage with that conversation is similar. It'd be a lot of asking questions and communicating about it. And I would be honest on my thoughts of that and the weighing of the health, you know, is there a health risk you might be taking for um, for a perceived appearance benefit? And I say perceived because not all plastic surgery turns out the way we're hoping, Gosh. just like tattoos sometimes don't. Yeah. Did anyone and... see the Friends reunion recently? <laughs> oh, it's a cautionary tale. Oh, dear. Bless them all. So I, I think it's like the there's a lot of maybes. And I, I think, that you know, there's maybes with anything. But, you know, for a maybe positive, you're facing a for sure risk. And I think that would be something I'd want to talk to them about, but I'm, but I'm admitting that I'm not a huge plastic surgery fan. So I'm sure that colors it. What, what about for you? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think I feel really similarly, especially now that I'm older. I, you know, there's something about youth, right? You're so invincible, or you think you are when you're young, that you don't always think those things through. Um, and so when I was younger, I wanted a nose job and went to go see someone. And so this will kind of tell you where I'm at with this, because I was like, oh, all it needs is just this little, like, it, you just have to grind down this little top part. And that's it. That's all that needs to be done to it. And it'll be perfect. So I'm thinking it's this super simple thing. And I go to this highly recommended plastic surgeon. And I take my mother which, with me, which was a terrible idea. Bless you, mom, wherever you are, but terrible idea. So we go in and he's looking at my face and he's like, actually, you don't need a nose job. You need a chin implant. Oh, <laughs> You have a very God. weak chin. And my mother from across the room goes, mm, I always did think you had a weak chin. <laughs> and I, I was like horrified. <laughs> but here's the thing. It made me realize that like I just wasn't willing to go to that extreme. It was like when I thought you were just going to shave down this little part of my bone, I was fine. But if it's like, no, I'm going to do that and I'm going to put something in your cheek or in your chin and I'm going to, you know, that was just too much for me. So I think that's kind of where I'm at. Like if it was quick and easy and there was no risk, I would probably do it. But you're right. Like I, I'm not going to not be there for my kids because I'd rather look better. I think sometimes there's like, you know, situations that call for mandatory plastic surgery. Sure. And obviously that's a completely different scenario. Yeah, there's times but, where your health will be better if you have right. plastic. So there, yes. But there like I'm learning to embrace my weak chin, which I don't even think is that weak, but okay. Um, I have never thought that. You, I mean, you're not my mother. You haven't looked at me time and time again and thought mm, it is a weak chin. <laughs> I just, I mean, in a way, I'm so glad she spoke up because you you didn't end up changing your cute nose. I was so, so I think, mad. I was like, <laughs> what do you mean you've always thought I had a weak chin? Anyway, um, all that is to say that when it comes to my kids, I'd probably be having that same conversation. Like, you know, how can we, we talked about this with like when we were talking about makeup and stuff too. How can we enhance mm -hmm. what's there? But embrace just we all have stuff and it's just not worth the risk to try and modify if it's going to cause health concerns, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know if we were helpful today at all. but I don't either. It feels we, a little circuitous. We've heard, we've heard some really funny stories about Kira's regrets and her weak chin and... <laughs> And my oh, belly button popping and out. And your belly button popping out. I know what you were going to talk about that I think is worth talking about. What do you do if your kiddo does decide to move forward with some of these things and you hear negative comments from peers? Because mm. I know that's happened where yeah. things have happened with Sienna and you've just been horrified. And, you know, how do you how do you walk that with your kids and, and talk about those experiences, too? When you've sort of said, I want you to embrace who you are and go out there and be you. And then the world is like, no, I'm not going to be OK with that. Yes. We actually recently were at a party and somebody said, you know, I can understand those words on your arm if that's meaningful to you and she pointed out her other arm which has a lot more going on and said but that all that I just don't understand that and I thought why in the world would you ever say that to someone I mean there was I, I guess I struggle with comments where it's clear there is no possible outcome of that comment except to possibly be hurtful it's, it, it brought no, it brought nothing new to the table. It wasn't factual. It wasn't helpful. It wasn't beneficial. It was like that think acronym. Like mm -hmm. I, it did not, it did not, none of the above. So the, we talked about it afterwards because she said it right to her and 
Sienna actually had a, a good take on it and was able to just, you know, well, I got my tattoo. I chose it because I like it. Mm-hmm. So it really doesn't matter to me. But I don't think everyone is like that. I, I, I mean, some people probably would have been really affected by that comment. And so two things. One, as a parent, I think no matter what, even if you know you have a, a child, young adult, with a strong personality, like Sienna, still circle back around. Cause I did check on her. Like, how was that for you? Mm-hmm. Because they might need to process some feelings. There has to at least be a chance. She was fine, but I needed to make sure I'm still a mom. Right. But the second thing is I think a cautionary tale for those of us who are seeing a tattoo have the possibility of commenting on a tattoo. Most of the time, my advice is don't mm-hmm. like really, unless it's something positive or maybe you have a question Sometimes it's fun for people to tell the stories of their tattoos or why they picked them. And you might be able to have a great little conversation starter if you ask a kind question or if you just say, wow, that's really unique or beautiful. But I think in general, if it's not positive, don't. I mean, it's not helpful. And somebody picked that and they have it forever. So Mm -hmm. think of you're kind of saying something almost about them now. I kind of feel like it's stronger than just about their looks because it's now part of them. Yep. It's it's so attached. Oh, I got a little spicy there, didn't I? But I just I love it. I, I yeah, thank you for reminding me of that that story because I think we also have something to learn even as maybe not the person with the tattoo or the mm-hmm. body mod of whatever. Mm-hmm. Just zip it. Yeah, I mean it's kind of like think about a t-shirt, right? If you're going to put on a t-shirt that has a slogan on it, you need to think about is that slogan offensive? And if it is, you need to be prepared for people to comment on it. But if you're seeing somebody with a t-shirt that isn't offensive and you just don't like the color or the cut, you're not going to be like, wow, that t-shirt, I don't get it. It looks kind of ugly on you. You know what I mean? So like if you are personally offended, say something. And that person who got that offensive tattoo should probably know about it. (laughs) But, you know, otherwise, let's just let's just be thoughtful. Let's just be thoughtful, people. Thoughtful. It's the name of the game. So while we aren't convinced that we were helpful or linear in this conversation. (laughs) There were probably a few things you could take from this, which is communication is really key. Ask some good questions, get some insight into what your person is thinking and why they picked that and what is their thought process around how they'll handle it afterwards and people's reactions and things like that. That's time well spent. Another thing we both talked about is if there's a chance to rehearse with a temporary tattoo or your own Sharpie, whatever, (laughs) whatever, let them magnetic jewelry, whatever it is, try it out. And we talk about rehearsing in other contexts all the time. So if there's an opportunity for that, that could be helpful. And do be thoughtful and sensitive about areas where there might be cultural significance that you're not aware of, where there might be a language issue that you're not aware of. Really do your research. That That is important. And then just be kind, whether you're the tattooee or the tattoo observer, we can all watch what we say and how we say it. And that that helps us be better humans and it helps us raise better adults. Absolutely. Yeah. If we if we're really telling our kids that we don't care about appearances, let's model that well, shall we? hundred percent. Yeah. Well, thanks for being with us today. We look forward to being back with you next week. As always, please hit that follow button. Make sure you're following us on your podcast app. That way you never miss an episode. And it really helps us with relevance and all the things. Speaking of which, if you haven't left us a five-star review, we are always so incredibly grateful for those. And we do pop them up on social media to say thank you. So please go ahead, say some kind words, hit five stars, and we will be forever thankful. 
And lastly, if you're interested in connecting with us on social media, we are on, oh, let's see, Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest Mm -hmm. at Future Focused Parenting. And then on Twitter, we are at FF underscore parenting. There you go. And for more information, you can just always go to our website, futurefocusedparenting.com. And we've got membership options on there too. So check out all the things and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Raising Adults is produced by Kira Dorian and Dina Thayer and recorded partially in my laundry room and partially in Dina's coat closet. Editing by the amazing and patient Allison Preisinger and music by Seattle band Hannah Lee. Thanks for being with us.